Let's talk now the importance of diverse workplaces for young professionals. So according to Jill Mehta, a diversity and inclusion expert, defines inclusive culture as supporting people to perform at their best as they will be able to be themselves and know their contribution is valued. People with a diversity of identities, backgrounds and circumstances bring different perspectives which can challenge tradition and lead to more innovative ideas. An organization with a diverse workforce can draw on the variety of talented employees that can be fully present in their jobs. It improves the company's adaptability, enhances its ability to provide services to diverse audiences and inspires employees to think beyond their own experiences and push their boundaries. Joining us is uh, Rude Ali, Marketing Director of uh, Sergo, which is Business Process Outsourcer. Rude, thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Asanda, and happy Tuesday. Yeah, happy Youth Day to you too. Uh, I mean, so companies don't really have a choice but to be inclusive you or know, diverse. Um, oh, that's absolutely true, Sandra. You know, with um, unemployment at an all-time low in South Africa um, and our employment rate at being, being at 32.5% and you sitting at a devastating 61.3%, I think cultivating a diverse workplace and having adequate representation is, is very important. You know, I, I don't think that Corporates realize how a diverse culture positively affects the work environment, financial returns, overall business strategy, and the opinions of people outside of the organizations. You know, like you said, equitable employees far outpace their competitors by respecting the unique needs, perspectives, and potential of all their team members. And as a result, you know, diverse and inclusive workplaces earn deeper trust. And, mm-hmm. and it is such a great time to highlight this um, in Youth Month and with the spotlight on LGBTQ+, because our country is a far cry from ensuring diversity in the workplace or to make it a real priority. And I hope that by having these real and honest conversations, we might just make a difference. So how should companies challenge tradition to make sure that there's adaptability in the workforce? You know, I think that... Um, when companies look at their talent management strategies and best practices for diversity and inclusion, um, I think establishing a sense of belonging for everyone is, is important. Important Having a connection to an organizational group of people that makes you feel you can be yourself not only results in greater engagement and creativity in the workplace, it's a psychological need as well. You know, and, and empathetic leadership is key. Diversity and inclusion are often treated as a single initiative owned exclusively by HR, and for real change to happen, every individual leader needs to buy into the value of belonging, you know, both intellectually and emotionally. Mm. I think that companies need to really look at the, the you know, a lot of uh, companies just look at hiring goals as, a, as numbers on a spreadsheet. But hiring goals may boost diversity numbers, but it won't automatically create an inclusive culture. You know, too often leaders focus diversity and inclusion efforts disproportionately on the employee pipeline. But the employee experience continues far beyond an offer letter. You know, to retain mm. and nurture top talent, it is critical to take an honest look at the end-to-end employee experience with the eye towards creating conditions that promote inclusion on a daily basis and designing ways to measure the impact. And, you know, it's important to maximize joy and connection and minimize fear. Yes. People are often wired to react with fear and distrust when their beliefs are challenged. You know, while fear can be a powerful motivator, 
It also encourages people to narrow their perspectives, which is the opposite desired effect for creating a more inclusive workplace. You know, finding ways to frame challenges through a lens of possibility and elevating the power of shared experiences and storytelling to do so. And it creates greater potential for positive change. Talking and, you about know, that, I yes. mean, minimizing fear, because that would be the next thing uh, that one thinks of. There is usually that anxiety for those who've been long-standing employees in companies who may be older uh, mm. or traditional. How do they now become ushered into this new way of doing things, of diversity and inclusion? And is it the company's responsibility to sensitize or usher them into that? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think that um, with people naturally resist change. And I think when it comes to um, older generations or more resistant groups, um, it is important to, to continuously have courageous conversations with and, and continuously stepping into the proverbial pain when it comes to these types of conversations mm. and to ensure that, you know, we do not shy away from from these topics in the workplace. And it's management's responsibility to, to, to shed light on and in, ensure that this continuously happens in the workplace. Mm. Let's talk shared experiences. You were on that point. Sorry, just to repeat that, Asanda. You were on the point of shared experiences within the workforce and how that needs to be encouraged. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, by to, to try and foster a diverse workplace, I think that you, you it's important to have, if you have diversity in the workplace, you automatically have shared experiences mm. and um, to ensure that you have representation on all levels. So if, you, if you're overrepresented in one aspect of your business, it's, it's important to, to have um, representation on all levels. And, and that automatically will, in, will foster and create shared experiences in the workplace. So this involves a company, a more than a company just employing those that they deem diverse. And you mentioned members of the LGBTQI plus community as well. It's more than just employing these young people, the Gen Zs, the, those who are part of different communities, but also making sure that they feel like they can be themselves in that workplace and feel that their contribution is valued. Well, absolutely. I think that um, accommodating marginalized groups in the world of work is very important. You know, we still have the issue of discrimination against diverse uh, groups in the workplace. And and discrimination and violence against people of diverse sexual orientation and gender identity is also a serious problem. You know, we're very fortunate to, to have a very diverse Called, uh, a very diverse um, country already, hmm. and it's and it and, and I think um, if you want to have a diverse workforce, it's actually not that difficult. You actually have to work very hard at not having a diverse workforce when you're looking at employment numbers. You know, if we if we're looking at people applying for op- employment opportunities, about ninety percent of these people are from diverse groups. So if it, if you if you are trying to exclude these types of groups, you actually have to work very hard at doing so. So it actually just doesn't make sense to me that companies still, you know, have these draconian type of um, hiring policies in place and because they have to work really hard at not being diverse. The disruption that COVID-19 has come with then, what would your advice be in how companies can adapt and make sure that they get to par? You know, COVID-19 has given us an incredible opportunity um, because it really has catapulted us into the, the the gig economy and and the new world of work, you know, 4.0, and we the companies now have to become very creative in terms of how they work and where they work from. So you know, a lot of companies are working from home. Um, but a lot of the old policies and procedures no longer suffice and no longer work. And, and this is a great opportunity to really look at our, our, our data draconian policies and see how we can improve in terms of, you know, the way of, of, of going forward. Because in terms of um, 
let's just look at hiring, for example. Mm. You know, we no longer have to look at people, uh, interview people face to face. You can do so, you can do so telephonically and um, over the internet, and that already removes some of the biases that hiring managers would have. But you know, we still have the issue of inherent bias existing in the workplace. Mm. Okay. Final uh, words then in closing. Uh, we know that the younger ones, the millennials and Gen Z, they are avoiding companies that don't have a diverse a diverse workforce, yet they are quite needed in the workforce. Well, absolutely. You know, I think when we, when it comes to millennials and Gen Z, it is the youth of our nation that will bring bring about change. You know, you know like you said, rightly, they, these types, uh, millennials and Gen Z, they, they avoid companies with clear promotion, traffic and commitment to confronting systemic racism in their ranks. And if it, it just makes sense to, to create environments for the younger generation, because that's prob- that is most certainly the future of our, of our working world. Okay, thanks so much. Let's leave it there, Rude. We appreciate your time again. Enjoy your Wednesday. Thank you so much, Asanda. Have, have an incredible day.